Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. So a few days left of the year, Kristen. What are we going to do? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I like legit can't believe it. I mean, everybody says that, but how is I'm it? I'm ready for this one to be over. Yeah. Are you? I totally am. This one was, uh, this year was weird. This year was weird. Weird is an excellent description. <laughs> and yeah. I, I feel like, you know, jumping right into it. We're going to be talking about how social media is weird in this episode. And I just feel like 2017 for me was the year that I actually realized how social media like has us in a chokehold. And I don't really mean that in a bad way, just how it literally is the way that the world is communicating. And this year I realized there's basically no escaping it. Yeah, no, there's there's legit no way of escaping it. Yeah, and I mean, I did social media for the Happy Planner three years ago, like I started, but even though that was my job, I still didn't feel like it was this all-encompassing, like, monster. And again, I don't necessarily mean an evil monster, like the Monsters Like Monsters Inc. kind of monster, but it's still this giant monster in our lives that you can't really ignore any longer yeah it's well it's funny how it's become and like I say become as if it's like this thing that hasn't always existed Mm -hmm. and like we talk about it as social media because everyone has like this piece of it available to them right now but it is just like this outgrowth of media itself you're right and like, um, well, I think we'll get we'll get more into it later. Um, yeah, when we yeah. talk about uh, best nine, our our topic that we're going to be talking about a lot today, um, and For how sure. uh, companies and corporations are using best nine, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to jump into this. Yeah, go so, yeah, for but it. But I mean, but I mean. I don't know. I just feel like we've eaten the red pill and we're all aware that we're trapped inside the matrix. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like, which I will definitely link into the show notes, that scene from the matrix when he's like, red pill, blue pill. Like you could either check out or understand that you're in this matrix and what this means. And I think that's kind of where we're at going into 2018. We're in this matrix. And I think he said in that scene, we're born to bondage. Like, I kind of feel that way about children being born now. Like, they're going to be born into this culture. Absolutely. It's really funny. Um, My friend Megan has uh, three adorable little children. And uh, she was uh, away uh, from them one day. And uh, she called them on a regular telephone to talk to them. And her kids thought that it was broken because they couldn't see her face. (laughs) Oh my god, born to bondage. I'm telling you, it's great. It's great, but it's crazy. Yeah, so all right, Kristen. So I don't know if you know this, but there's this little app. It's called Instagram. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um, I think it's going to catch on. 
it uh it it, it just might <laughs> so yeah so this little app called instagram they do this phenomenon now i'm sure you've guys seen it listening these past few weeks i'm sure we're gonna see it blowing up this week being that we're like a few days from new year's but it's this phenomenon called hashtag 2017 best nine so it's called best nine and the whole premise is um well you can find what, what 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 would we say about it? I guess you can go on the website. The website's where it originates, right? You yeah, I it. found out so much weird stuff when I was like researching for this episode. It's so weird. Like, I mean, I know we talked about social media being weird, and like, that's like surface weird. Like, you know, everyone's yeah, a little bit yeah. weird. But like, some of this was like weird, weird. So it started out as a dating app. Like, no, Best like nine? in. in yeah, like, in all seriousness, like, they wanted to be a dating app, and, like, they used Best 9 as, like, a viral marketing way to get people on their dating app. And then it turned out that, like, no one wanted their stupid dating app, and everyone just wanted their Best 9 Instagram photos, so it just <laughs> stayed as, like, Best 9. Um, That's so interesting. Is, How right? would it have even been a dating app? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I don't think they really had a plan. <laughs> so it was just, like, step one, we have Best 9 photographs on Instagram. And then step two never really happened. So <laughs> it's just, that's just what we're at. Um, so, you know, that's if you, awesome. uh, I'll have a, I'll have a link to the, uh, the article that I found in, uh, in the show notes that will cool. tell you more about it, but that's, um, that's hilarious. And so, uh, best nine, 2016 was when best nine blew up in the first place. And so, uh, when I was doing some research about the episode, the only actual, uh, posts that exist this year are how to do your best nine 2017 no one's talking about like no one's talking about this critically no one's talking about like why does this exist no one's talking mm -hmm. about like what does this mean mm -hmm. and like no one is talking about the thing that we want to talk about no one is talking about like what does it mean to have a best nine like what what sure. are your best nine how does it come up with these numbers like what are they like who decides them and like what do the best nine photos signify and like for sure because it's definitely weird. it felt weird and and i think this is why i'm so excited about this conversation and why it's so interesting so basically what you're called to do in order to get a best nine is to go on this website 2017 best nine all spelled out dot com so it's 2017 the numbers best nine spelled out.com and then you type in your instagram handle and then your best nine quote unquote which is basically your most popular kind of nine yeah. photos from the year pop up so do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah but also they make you wait like like it generates it for you yeah. and yeah. like it tells you oh yeah you know like we're really popular now so like maybe you're gonna have to wait like 10 minutes oh yeah <laughs> and does. like i mean <laughs> Like, let's and you're be like honest. checking your internet speed. And you're uh, like... Yeah, I mean, we know how fast the internet is, guys. <laughs> if you want to like take the Instagram algorithm and figure out like how many likes someone has on their pictures, I... if you want to spend enough money to like make that go faster and make it so that it doesn't take time or like you you can make it happen. You don't need to make people wait. And then you don't need to, like, put it on the website saying, oh, you know, we're really popular. And, like, you know, you've waited so long. So, like, now you're at the back of the list. And, uh, you know, 
you know, you're just going to have to wait. Right. Exactly. That is funny. funny. So you have a issue Don't go do something else. You know, you're just going to have to wait. And, you know, if you go out and, like, I don't know, make yourself lunch or, like, do actual work, something that's, I mean, like, on the list of important things in your life, your best nine photographs. I mean, and, like, let's be honest. If you're on Instagram and, like, you give even, like, half a shit about Instagram, you know what your best nine are or your best ten you know what photos did well like you have a general idea of like which photos did like what good photos are like you know what your best photos are and you know what your not so good photos are and we're gonna get into it later in the show like your best nine for your personal self like that matters so much more for sure and it's so funny because like you seem to have an issue even with how the best nine website takes you through the process of finding your best nine, which was hysterical. But I mean, when we were talking about like this episode and wanting to put it out there for me, what I kind of was, was posing to you and you were like, yes, like, so what you do is you plug in your best nine. They'd make you wait (laughs) the pretentious bastards they are, (laughs) but no. And then these nine photos flash up. And now I think it's crazy interesting how you and me, had a different experience seeing our best nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so my experience with um, just the best nine is so what ended up popping up for me was seven of the nine was happy planner based. <laughs> and um, two of the nine were from birthday post which were styled like at-home photo shoots that I kind of did for myself with props held up. And like my caption was about like how I don't know what's going on at this point in my life and this birthday hit me funny. So it was interesting to see kind of what seemed to resonate or what seemed from all the content that I put out had value. Um, And then what happens, I think, when you look at your best nine and this is what I've been noticing by people that have been posting best nine is they kind of go, well, I guess you guys liked ABC and I guess more ABC will be going on in 2018. And it was just a weird, it's almost like everybody's knee jerk reaction that they, they look at their best nine, what Instagram says is the most popular, what numbers say are the most popular. And they feel like, I guess this is it. Like, this is what I'm, important for like that's almost the tone in their voice and I feel like it's important to talk about this because something as simple as this silly hashtag and this silly website is playing into our psyche and not just in like a like I feel like it could be oh reminiscing down memory lane like these nine from the year like how sweet like it's not just a reminiscing it's it's more like a placing value on the content that it's reminiscing. So it's not just being nostalgic. It's actually, you know, shaping how we're gearing up ourselves to be portrayed. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think that that's... Yes. And, like, so that's... I'm going to go back to, like, what I was saying earlier with, like, Mm -hmm. why the hell isn't anyone doing any media criticism on this? Like, why does everyone, like, social media companies, fashion companies, literally, like women.com everyone is doing this how to go no no one needs there doesn't need to be 150 posts blog posts on the internet with 
go to 2017best9.com and type in your Instagram username. I mean, that's like literally the simplest one direction how-to in the entire world. That's fine. Like if you have an audience and you need to like, you want to give that information to your audience and tell them how to create their own PES9, I totally get that. We're doing that right now. Like Mm -hmm. that's a service. It's important. But like, I wanted to do some research on this. I wanted to like tell our ladies some stuff. I wanted to like be informative and no one else wants to do that. Like why? Right. Is it because that's okay. We'll be the first. do, do, Do people feel guilty? Like, I, I don't I, think it's a guilt thing. I think it's a trend issue. When things become a trend, people just feel an un, like there's no questioning it. It's just like, oh, here's what everyone's doing. Okay. Like, which is okay. You know, for something as harmless as a best nine, yes. But when it becomes something that we use to place value on ourselves, then I think, no, it shouldn't be so, let me keep on going with it you know it, it i totally think it's a harmless activity if until it becomes not, not yes, harmless yes until it becomes this psyche inducing like right how we so decide like, to shape things should you be tailoring your content to the nine things that your followers like the most so like right. for some people the answer is going to be yes like if you are Which is okay. like if you're anthropology and you know you want to sell gorgeous bohemian things to gorgeous bohemian women and everyone else then like sure go and look at your best nine and i'm sure those nine things are going to sell the most and tell your buyers to go find things that look like those and your sales will go up but like for sure i think it's inform like it's informative data no matter what totally use it so yeah so in that way i think it's awesome in a reminiscing kind of way to look back on some of the things you post, I think it's awesome. But like, um, even me, like, go ahead. You, if your best nine is not in alignment with your vision for yourself, then like, fuck those photos. Like, just fuck them. They're not. If that photo isn't you, then that's part not part of your best nine. Like, it might be well, part of what's... Instagram's vision of your best nine, but like Instagram's vision for your life is not your life. And like, nor will it ever be your life. And like, I mean, you don't work for Instagram. Like you're not getting any money from Instagram. So like, don't let Instagram's vision for your life be your life. You need to be authentic to yourself. The best, even if you want to gain followers on Instagram, the best way to gain followers on Instagram is to be authentic. You don't want like Russian porno spam bot followers. (laughs) You want crafty ass females who are interested in what you have to do and what you have to say and the gorgeous things that you have to make because like, that's how you get engagement. That's how you make friends. Like who cares if you have 10,000 followers, if like no one likes your shit, if like when you post a gorgeous scrapbook page or you're like amazing, you know, gorgeous photos if, like, no one tells you, like, meaningful comments. Like, Mm -hmm. the reason that we're creatives is because it, it, it makes us feel things. We're inspired and we get something more out of it. You know, it's not really things that we get to put into words. And so we don't, you know, the numbers game isn't what we're here for. 
And for sure. And, and sure, it, it means something when you have, you know, 10,000 followers or whatever. But, but those things only matter because you are getting genuine comments and genuine discussion and genuine interest and input and inspiration. Well, what's so confusing, I think, is that although it seemed like Instagram is getting their information from those crafty ass female viewers that end up liking. So you want to resonate with that audience. So it's almost like a catch 22 where you think if I want to do more resonating, I have to do more of what this algorithm is telling me. And I, and I even felt that when I saw mine and I'm like, Oh, even still, cause my 2016 best nine was all happy planner. Like it didn't even incorporate anything else. It was strictly pages and everything having to do with the product, which I completely understand. I'm never going to take away the value that that product gives to people. And I'm so proud of, you know, my input with the price. So, so it's not something I'm ashamed of. It's just something I found myself saying, I guess they liked all this stuff, or I guess I should do more of this for them. And like, I started saying like, what, who are these, they, and who are these them? And yes, it might be people that are vested in me and love my work, which I'm grateful for and proud of, but I wouldn't exactly call that content the best of my content, right? So, or what were my true best moments of the year? So that's, yeah, that's kind of where I want to. Well, I want to stop you first. Yeah, because you keep talking about they and them and all of these things, but the Instagram algorithm is designed to make people stay on Instagram for as long as possible so that they can sell you ads. And so I want to talk for a minute about how they come up with the Instagram best nine. How does 2017bestnine.com come up with the best nine? For sure. You did a lot of research on this. I did, because I think it's really important that we talk about, you know, because we, we get caught up in this. This is emotional for us. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, why do people, you know, why do all of these people out there, you know, these people that we are creating them content and they. for. Right. Yes, exactly. Them and they. How do they, how do, how do, why are these nine photos the most liked photos? And before we start getting emotionally invested in all of these things, I want to break down why these photos get the most likes. And so... The best nine is a poll of your most liked photos over the last 365 days. So if you went and put your name in on December 1st, um, your best nine could be different than if you put your name in on December 31st. Um, I was thinking that. Like mine are different because uh, my Mm. best nine skews very, very, very recently, which I want to talk about a little bit later. Um, But it is a poll of your most liked photos over the last 365 days. And uh, that has a lot to do with the Instagram algorithm itself. So I want to spend a couple minutes discussing that and what Instagram is willing to say about their algorithm, at least publicly. So Mm -hmm. first, it's about um, how much engagement you get. So posts with a lot of engagement will do better than posts without a lot of engagement. And so the most important thing is about how quickly you get that engagement. So Instagram will send out your post to a small amount of your followers very quickly. And if you get a lot of engagement on that post quickly, they will send out that post to more of your followers. And the better your post does early, the higher up it will show in people's feeds, the more likely it'll show up higher in hashtags, the higher it'll show up in the explore feed. Um, 
So this makes the timing of your posts super, super, super important. So if you post your photos when like most of your followers are online and they like hit like or they like, you know, they have post notifications on or have any comments on and they comment or like or anything in the first like 15, 30 or 60 minute window of you posting that tells Instagram, oh, this post is extra good. And like it gets sent to like the extra good, like I imagine it like a series of tubes or like a flow chart <laughs> and it sends it to like the extra important tube or the extra important part of the flow chart. Mm. And um, that tells Instagram, oh, good. And a lot of this is based on your own content or content that's similar to yours. So if your post does better than your average posts, which um, if you have your Instagram account, uh, like if you have a business account or if you have a, what are they called? Insights turned on. Instagram mm-hmm. tells you like to promote your posts constantly and it'll give you these little, uh, I don't even know what to call them, like pop-up boxes on your account that says this post is doing better than, you know, like 50% of your other posts or 85% of your other posts. If you want it to do even better, mm. you should promote it. Um, second, it's also important how much time people are spending on your individual posts. So if people spend an average of 15 seconds on each of your posts and then your post goes up and your persons, your people are spending 30 seconds on that post, that tells Instagram, oh, this post is even better. So again, that'll go into, you know, the second best, you know, what did we say? A tube or flow chart. Um, the longer people spend on your content, the higher it ranks in the algorithm. So also, if you engage with accounts regularly, uh, especially if you have notifications on for those accounts. This is blowing my mind. I know. <laughs> I, was, I mean, I could talk about this like for like hours. So like if you engage with accounts regularly, you're more likely to see their photos. So like me and you, we see each other's photos constantly because we're mm-hmm. constantly commenting back and forth. I'm likely to see every single thing you post and you're likely to see every single thing I post no matter what. You know, Amy Tangerine was commenting about this a couple weeks ago, how her Instagram algorithm was all off. Like her mom wasn't even seeing some of her posts. Like, Mm -hmm. what the hell? It just blows my mind how it started as this one objective to get people to share photos in a, or share content in a visual way and has become this twisty, turny, tooby, like you're saying, system that no one even has control over anymore. Like it's it's impossible to understand. Right. And this is all on the point is this is all going into choosing your best nine, your best nine. (laughs) So, so it's in a way, it's just not, it's impossible to control. Right. And impossible to place an, a a value on, or, or think you should gear more toward what best nine is telling you when what it's telling you is Instagram is taking over and it really has nothing to do with content followers. Right. It's just, it's telling you, you're just not doing it right. You're just, you're not (laughs) doing it right because we're not telling you how to do it right. Sorry. Well, you know, so from that stamp, I mean, almost everything I'm thinking about saying from best nine then is like null and void because Instagram is going to do their own thing anyway. Mm -hmm. But when I think, you know, so when I saw my best nine and it being mostly happy planner and mostly like 
that producty kind of content that people who like the product also, you know, I, I, I could say to myself, well, then let me just dive into my happy planner and promote the shit and craft, which I will do anyway. Believe me, I will do that. But when I really wanted to reflect and say, oh, but this doesn't like I looked at my best nine and said, this does not sum me up at all or like sum me up what I what I value at all. And then when I went through my feed from the year and was like, what are my true best nine? Right. Which we'll talk about a little later. But this bicycle photo that I took next to this brick wall was one of them because it reminds me of this spontaneous bike trip that I took like at the end of summer, like locally in my neighborhood, exploring all these new parts I didn't know existed, finding this wall, like that spontaneous surprise moment that I captured is definitely one of my best nine because I will always remember that experience through that or the grainy, uh, you know, Insta story snap that I took holding my newborn baby cousin for the first time. That's in no way like Instagram level, like an image, but I will hold that image forever as the most dear of the year because she was born and I got to hold her for the first time and everything she brought to the year. Like, so things like that. And I'm going to put together, like we've put together our true best nine, right? Which is what this we're going to call you to do later. But yeah, like I came to the conclusion that I loved my stage efforts. I love my mini photo shoots. I love my brightened up planner pages. I love my planner strips. I love regramming colorful quotes, like everything that makes a good curated Instagram feed, I can love and appreciate. But what I love about my life and what sharing photos with an audience does for my soul has nothing to do with what other people want or expect from me, which I guess is happy planner stuff. <laughs> See, I don't know that that's true though, because if you're tagging happy planner and if you're adding happy planner, if you are putting your media in the happy planner, like circles on Instagram and you're like inserting it into the, the happy gram yeah. realm, it has so much more of an opportunity to be seen and grabbed by more people because of the way the algorithm works, that mm. it's just there. That audience grab is just so much bigger because of how corporate and how big, like it's, it's a testament to how well you grew the happy planner, social media account that the ability. Because to, that's um, what's pushing it. Yes. Oh. That's like, like, like if you like, the way people tag, like, you know. Um... So you're saying if I tag, let's do this example. So if I tagged my bike photo and let's say the picture with my baby cousin as like hashtag Starbucks, hashtag uh, happy planner, hashtag. If I tag those things that had nothing to do with those things, they would probably be in my best nine if they were just attached to like big grant hit Instagrams. Not necessarily because I don't think they'd resonate as well with the communities. Oh, they'd just be like confused. But like if like, you I'm were holding like your baby cousin inside of Starbucks with your red <laughs> cup, then yes. And the happy planner in the other hand. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. If you can create like a perfect curated brand moment, because like that's exactly what you're doing with happy planner. And people know you so well with happy planner. Like I'm, think about like we've gotten so many amazing comments so far with the podcast about like, 
oh my god, I've loved Amanda so much from Mambi and her work with the Happy Planner. Like, that's what people know you for. So, like, they can see mm. the Happy Planner and then, like, they get joy from that. And so, like, it doesn't even necessarily matter, like, what you've written in the comments. They're like, oh my god, Amanda and the Happy Planner, it makes me happy inside my heart. And because you're tagging Happy Planner, it's just brought out to so many more people. And, like, again, it's just weird. It's just weird. and But, like, the premise of Beth Nine is kind of where I guess I'm reflecting on it because when I think of my best nine moments, you know, or the best, my best content to me is not the stuff that, that resonates in that way or not the brandy moment, you know, even though I do love and value and I'm proud of that work. So it's very, it's very strange because if you, so, so this leads me to think of two things. I don't know if you had anything to talk about thus far, but the first thing that all this chat makes me think of is going into the new year, how do I want to go about posting, right? How do I want to rework it if you even want to rework it? And this made me think about a post from Elsie Larson, who's again, the brainchild behind a beautiful mass, but she has a personal blog called um, the Larson house, I think the larsonhouse.com. And back in April, she wrote this post and it was called, um, what was the title of it? It was something like, uh, new intentions of my vot- my uh, photography or something. So it was all about how, well, before we talk about that, do you have you been following her with her new baby? I cannot get enough of. I cannot. People, stop what you're doing. If you have no idea about Elsie's adoption story Nova, and how, mm-mm. and She's how, like, oh my God. I so yeah, it. she just, the beginning and of I'm December, she went to China. baby stories. Oh mm-hmm. my God. She's adorable. But that's where this, post from April kind of came from. She knew that she was going to adopt and she was thinking about like with a kid being factored in, like all these new intentions for photography. And she says a lot in that post, like I'll link it in the show notes, but it's such a poignant post. Like she says something about having a baby on the horizon has been sending her into evaluation mode. And she says that Instagram is the best and worst thing that has ever happened to her photography because it's, you know, again, like brought up these wonderful moments that you probably wouldn't have been able to capture otherwise, but it's also starting to make it awkward to post a bad photo, even when it's a good memory. And that's a quote from her. And that's so true. And we've been finding that. And she goes, you know, I can't even, I can't turn my brain off even when I'm on vacation. She's still thinking about, she still, she says, I view my life in a photo, as a photo, as an endless photo shoot, because you always want again, like Instagram to recognize that it's a good photo or more followers or, you know, so it's, it's, it was such an amazing post. And she talks about this phenomenon of like, how do I want to go? How do I want to reevaluate my intentions for what I post? Right. Or like what I take as a picture. Cause she says, it's annoying how we don't like even digital cameras. Like when you used to do the film, like you would analyze the film and only print like the best of the best. And it's like, what about those blurry things that are still good memories that you want to hold on to? And I love that she kind of addressed that. And then with the baby in the picture, she wrote a new, um, a new post right before they left for China called fears and concerns about posting Nova's childhood. So like now she says like with her husband, 
um, he's not so crazy about photos like she is like people who love Instagram and love to post content. Like you're usually always taking selfies and it's a very comfortable thing, but for people in your life who aren't comfortable with this, like you need to set boundaries. You need to have respect there. She goes, but how do you know with a two-year-old, like what her opinions are about it? So she was talking about that, how, like, how can I factor my love for photography onto this kid who I don't know how she's going to feel about every, you know, and she, then she talked, she reflected about her own childhood. She's like, you know, my mom only took pictures at events and we didn't have like, she goes, and I still feel like I had enough from my childhood. Meanwhile, fast forward to 2017 and kids every day of their life are being documented. Like there's not a day goes by that these milestones and like, it, it just, that blows my mind too. Not having children. I'm like, I think about this all the time when one comes along, like how, how are we still going to be in the moment? She goes, I remember being with my mom without a camera in my face. And she wants that for her daughter. So it's just like this, it's a whole bunch of things. She goes, even, even concerts, like people just view concerts through their phone. Like the whole concert is being recorded. Yeah, I have like a it's thousand. Just, we need to we need to have a whole episode on this. I'm gonna write down. Yeah, notes. <laughs> well, I mean, we're episode. gonna. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about like we planned an episode on like why we memory keep too. That's a, I think part of this as well. Like Absolutely. it is a memory keeping process, but where do you draw the line? And because again, like we're stuck in this matrix, and now we know it. Now there's no escaping it. Like uh, in the past few years, even when I was with Mambi and doing social media, I felt like oh, well, it's just, again, this decoration. Like, social media is this extra thing, and we can still work around it, and we can still call landlines, and we can still... But no, like, I feel like there's no way to get around it now. It is the thing that we are communicating with. Like, so that just blows my mind. And then, so, yeah, so I just feel like everyone's trying to capture these things, and it's reflected in, again, like, best nine, and, like, what is liked the most on what you post. And I just feel like, why isn't the goal anymore to be present? And maybe it is, but it's to be present with a phone in your hand. And, and that's something that's so important to talk about and be aware of. And so like, it's so funny because I've been listening lately to John Mayer's first album. Did you, Room for Squares, <laughs> is that like ever your album? <laughs> Did you ever like, Adam, that was his best. No, see, me, I, I have, the, um, you know, here's my confession. When John Mayer said that his uh, member was racist, then I could not be a John Mayer oh, fan anymore. Completely 100% true. I He's written off. But I'm talking about 2001 John Mayer. I'm talking about that first album. I'm talking about before all that got to his head. You know, he wrote... High school John Mayer? High school John Mayer, like, bigger than my body John Mayer. Let's just, like, forget about everything after that album. But anyway, no, I'm referencing it because I recently reheard his song Three by Five. Do you ever heard hear that song? I'll link it in the show notes. But that song, well, that album came out in 2001. That song came out like in 2002. Okay. And the whole song is about like no more three by fives. Like, and one of his lines is today I finally overcame trying to fit the world inside a, a picture frame. And this is all before Facebook. This is all before Instagram. But when you listen to that song now, and that song is like 18 years old, dude, like 17 years old, like whatever it is, it, it is old. But what he says, I'm like, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Where like, 
you know, and he says something too, like, um, you had to see it with your own two eyes. He goes, I'll try to explain it. Um, when I'm trying to, when I'm in the mood to lose my way with words, like sometimes there's no way to put into the word in words, like things that are going on around us, but yet we still try, like we're in a world of captions and hashtags. And like, we still try to do this and we play, place emphasis and importance on these things. But like, I don't know, like, I'm just baffled by this because I'm still stuck on, that's not truly why I post, right? But it's what seems to resonate or again, like you said earlier, like Instagram seems to think should resonate and it's, it's damaging to our psyche in the long run, I think. One of the things I think is problematic is when we try to use technology to fill holes in our lives mm-hmm. and not necessarily augment things. So I've been on the internet for a long time. Since I was very young, I've had internet friends. I've continued to have internet friends that I've had since I was a teenager. Social media is just a continuation of the media that we've had. And Mm -hmm. everything that we have is just a different version of what we've had before. In order to use it to its best potential, we need to not treat it as if it's this brand new thing that, like, we have no idea what to do with. It's or or it's like a means to an end, but not the end. Exactly. Like, I feel, right. Yeah. Like you use it as a tool to promote authentically who you are, or authentically your message, or authentically your craft, or authentically your memory keeping. Like even some people who don't keep albums like we do and print photos like we do use Instagram as their way to do what we do. Absolutely. So yeah. So I feel like more power to you. Like and a disclaimer here, like we're not bashing if you do any of these things. We're just calling you to call awareness to it. That social media and, is and such like we're, a big we're talking part. about Instagram a lot. But like there are a yeah. million social media networks. And like we're right. Pick pick one that works for you. And like be on one social media network or two social media networks like don't try to like i think one of the biggest problems is when everyone tries to be on every social media network and that's you know it's funny i guess some of the best social media talks i've had have been with my mom Mm -hmm. um i think that generational gap makes it super interesting um like my mom and i got into uh I don't want to call it a fight. My mom gets her feelings <laughs> hurt sometimes. Um, a tiff. Yeah, that's that's the perfect <laughs> word. A tiff. Um, like my mom got, and this is this is a long time ago, uh, years ago now. You know, my mom was like, "Kristen, why don't you respond to my messages on Facebook?" And I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> because I'm your daughter, and we talk on the phone, and we see each other in person. We don't need to talk on Facebook. Like, are, you know, you, you need to." There are certain relationships that you have with people on certain places. You know, some people you have a face-to-face relationship with. Some people you have a phone conversation relationship with. Some people you have a, you know, uh, we go to the bar every Wednesday night and have trivia relationship with. Some people you have a Facebook relationship with. Some people you have a, you know, pen pal relationship with. And these are things that have existed, you know, throughout time. Some We've pen pals have existed forever like mm-hmm. that's not a new thing and so just because now we have like email and you know social media networks and that's how people communicate that's not new just because we're using social media to do it just because it happens instantly just because we can send pictures and videos and like 
weird things and like you know just because they can be made public doesn't mean that it's brand new like uh like okay hamilton shout out alexander mm-hmm. hamilton had uh you know a torrid affair and he wrote it all down and like they published that shit like so just because you not everything you know we, we've had these conversations and we aim them at teens most of the time but like when you put something on social media it is public even if you mm-hmm. want it to be private you know teens don't send naked pictures of yourselves to other people <laughs> politicians PSA. don't send, don't if you don't want naked pictures of yourself on the internet don't ever send them to anyone because god only knows who's gonna get hacked and post them on the internet but again let's go yeah. back to alexander people. hamilton they published his letters about his affair like this has been happening forever like it's right. not a new thing and just because right. everyone has access to it on their phone, in their hand, on their watch, on their computer, it means it's just a lot more democratized. Right. And, you know, everyone can have a lot more anxiety about whether or yeah. not, like, their shit is going to go public and their lives are going to be ruined because of, you know, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Like, I think it wraps back to what you said about... um like the story you just told with your mom and how she was almost offended about something that didn't happen on social media. Like that's what's happening. People are, are placing their presence on social media at such a more higher importance. And you're like, and you said too, you're like, people are, are filling a gap with it or this void or there's something that's missing. And they feel like, well, now I have access to all these eyes. Like, that will fill me up or, you know, so it's all this, the social media is weird and there's all these things to consider. And like what you said too, like pick one thing because I feel like people are, are desperately trying through multiple things, you know, and this is not everyone. Again, if you're a master at all trades and you do many social medias, excellent. We're not bashing social media or the use of it. We're just, yeah, no, on my angle, I just want to discuss this interesting phenomenon that's happening like social media is weird and it's crafty ass females trying to be aware of the world and like resourceful and dealing with traps of the mind which social media sometimes gets you in like I find like members of my family like apologizing to me about something they did or didn't do on social media and I'm like it's okay because I only use it to share a pretty page sometimes or like remember that I took a bike trip like it's okay like it isn't the end it's the means to an end right and people have to remember that so now the second thing I think of with all this best nine chat and all this like what we're talking about is why you know I have to ask like why are we placing so much emphasis on what we curate or what we post on what photos we take on the coordination of our feed like it even goes beyond what we were talking about earlier, right? Like I want a lot of followers. Let me, it, it even goes to like my feed needs to look pretty. Like, I don't know if yeah. there's an algorithm about pretty feeds, but like, I don't know how many, you know, and I fall into this trap too, guilty as charged. We're like, I'll go through my thing. Like there's even apps to like future Organize your plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, does it work? Is it fun? Yes. Maybe it's your creative outlet. Awesome. Like you want to have a pretty feed. Like that's just another canvas. Like that's awesome. Like more power. Totally. To you. If that's where your creativity but, calls, you know, and you, maybe there's no exact answer that. to why we're placing so much emphasis on this. Maybe it's just rhetorical. 
Yeah, maybe it's just a, a, a question to pose for reflection. But th- I need to tell this story because this is where the idea kind of for this post came from. Where recently, you know, it's Christmas time and it's the it's holiday season. And I, we all know from my intro story, if you've listened, I work at a restaurant. So one of my fellow waiters, you know, we're talking. It was a slow shift and we're talking and he says, hey, have you done Christmas shopping already? And I'm like, oh, you know, yeah, little things here and there. Don't really have the money to go crazy. Plus, it's mostly adults. We have everything we need. I'm, you know, yeah, I, I went already. It's done. So he goes, oh, man, I just dropped 1500 on my girl. Da, 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 da. And he just starts talking about this crazy amount of money he spent on a Louis va- a bag on the, and like all this stuff that, again, is just what you'd expect, like maybe would make a good Christmas gift, you know, or what you know, this celebrity said would make a good kid. I don't know, but he's talking and he just had a newborn baby girl this summer. She's freaking the cutest thing I ever seen in my life. You know, he's, he's working at a restaurant just like I am. We're, we're hustling, trying to do our thing. And I just thought to myself, like, Jay, like, I love him to death. He's my brother. Like we're troops in the same, you know, battle. But I'm thinking to myself, like, Jay, that's a little excessive. Like, you know, and, I, and I'm telling this story to my mom. I said, Ma, I can't believe, like, he bought a $1,500, like, bag. Like, you know, I would never even want that. Like, but that's just me. I don't know. And my mom just turned to me and she says, yeah, it's all posturing. And that was literally just how she ended the conversation. But I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly the word. It's posturing. And, like, then I just went on this, like, posturing excursion, right? And I like looked up the dictionary definition. And the one that most resonated was like, so to posturing means to position, especially strategically, <clears throat> Instagram. Um, it, and then to act in an affected or artificial manner as to create a certain impression. And I was like, oh my God, posturing. And I was like, that's totally it. And I was like, that's totally what I'm talking about. Posturing from companies, posturing from algorithms, posturing from, that's the word. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And like, and so, you know, we all want to be loved. And sometimes I feel like sometimes intentionally, right? Sometimes it's a manipulative thing. Mm -hmm. And, and we say, oh, this thing will give us love or make it appear this way. And I want to appear this way. So here I go. So sometimes it is intentional, but I think sometimes just unintentionally, just like a pathological liar, unintentionally lies because it's just what they're culturally conditioned to do, I guess. Right. I don't even know. We should look more into that issue, but I feel like sometimes it's unintentional and it's easy to manipulate a feed so it's perceived, so you're perceived as someone who is loved as opposed to living in a way that garners authentic affection and like admiration. (laughs) And I think that's what I mean. I, I, I feel like we should be aware when that's going on. And it's like, you know, when I, when I think of planning and again, my best nine and all this planning stuff, I do love that stuff. Like I love planning. Like I love this stuff. So you have to ask yourself, do I love this stuff or do I love the attention this stuff is getting me? Yeah. So once it crosses over that line of like, Oh God, I love this attention. Then it becomes this thing you have to feed mm-hmm. because you love what it's, how it's making you feel. Absolutely. And so that's, I mean, and the be- perfect example, the best example this year that I could think of is like that unicorn frappuccino. 
Like, like what? I'm sorry, but those that was the weirdest day of my life. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just don't get what that was. Like, again, if you went out and got one, that's okay. Like, you wanted to see what it was all about. I get it. But look how fast, like, everyone completely forgot about it. It was just this trend that was pushed and how many people actually liked the taste of a unicorn frappuccino? Like, has anyone been asking for it to come back? Like, I don't think so. It was just this thing that garnered attention. And if you went out and got one, the attention was on you for a split second. I mean, right. yes, and it no, looked pretty. It looked, which I am all for. If something looks pretty, I will go out and get it or like bum rush to have it like. Right. And that works once. And if it looks pretty and is cool and, you know, wants to be on Instagram, that, you know, it works once. And if it doesn't have substance, right, no one's clamoring for their second unicorn frappuccino. (laughs) That unicorn frappuccino, man, I still am baffled by that, that whole day. (laughs) But like, sure, if you, if that's what you want, if you want like a ton of attention for one day, that's cool. But yeah, like know really that cool. that's, that's what know that's what you're getting. Right. And I feel like so often we say, you know, we talk about it being toxic to compare ourselves to somebody else's highlight reel, right? That's the cliche, mm-hmm. that's the overused quote. And that can be true if you take a highlight reel in and process it in an obsessive detrimental way filled with jealousy and like victimhood of why can't that be you? I do feel like comparing yourself to a highlight reel could be dangerous. However, I feel like highlight reels for the most part are super inspiring. They make me want to go out and try and figure out what my highlight reel is. Like, I feel like 90% of my memory keeping is highlight reels. Like, just things that are highlights of my life that I want to celebrate and be thankful for and almost like blessings. So, I don't think that highlight reel is the thing that's the toxic part. I think it's the posturing. I think that that's absolutely true. Yeah, where Um, if you post a highlight reel or something that you consider a blessing, it motivates me. Like, I'm excited to see that and I'm happy for you. Yeah, and I think that that part where you started to get in on the attention is really, like, when you started talking about posturing, uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I started to think about was uh, in my story episode, I talked a lot about my headaches and how Mm -hmm. I didn't start talking about my headaches on social media for a really long time. And so like part of about right. part of this is about like my anxiety levels go like up and down whenever I hear someone say that they're uh, they're concerned for me because I feel like concerned is such a, a loaded word. And even when someone's being like a thousand percent generous with their concern, I feel like guilty. I feel guilty that like my chronic pain and like my disorder and like my general brokenness is a cause for concern in their lives. And like that that this thing that's wrong with me is then being something that's put making, on them. yes, exactly. Put on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, that sucks. And then on the other hand, like there are people who are just passively aggressively concerned and like, that makes me stabby. I've had, um, explain. Yeah. I've had a lot of bad, unfun and downright like shitty conversations with people, um, in person too, who are, uh, concerned with my headache. Oh God. And in some ways it's a lot worse <laughs> on social media, um, yeah, people feel the need to offer a ton of unsolicited advice 
and with uh, a lot less context. The unsolicited advice on social media comes without any tone, and it's not usually thought out very well, and um, it's super random, and, like, no one is asking for that. Like, no one wants your unsolicited advice. This is a PSA for everyone out there. Um, <laughs> no one wants your unsolicited advice on their medical illness. I feel I, like pregnant women I'm, go through that a lot. Right. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. no one is no one is asking for that. And just be kind, be, be thoughtful, and just, like, and say thank you. Something like that, yeah, like, it's a lot of information that you're dealing with and then to have added information constantly on top in the form of advice or whatever is just more you're piling on to what I have to process and how to deal with my own shit exactly so um I'm gonna yeah say something controversial so uh this is why I delete comments (laughs) yeah uh I I really don't give a shit um so like here's the thing here's my uh my what I'm going to compare it to. When someone passed me a shitty note in high school, uh, I threw it oh. out. <laughs> because if someone's being an asshole to you, uh, odds are they're doing it to uh, get a rise out of you. So by deleting it, it doesn't exist anymore, and there's nothing for you to get a rise out of. Um, don't yeah. hold on to things that are going to make you feel bad about yourself, especially when you have the simple option of deleting them. It's not like the person who left that shitty comment is going to, like, come back to your profile and just, like, keep checking that it's still there. You're the one who has to see it on your uh, feed. So, like, don't. And do you feel like sometimes those, we call them nice, nasty. My girl, my girl, Nita Patterson, (laughs) my girl, Nita Patterson gave me that, um, that phrase, nice, nasty, where you know the undertone is nasty, but on the surface, it's totally nice. And do you feel like nice nasties are doing it for the attention or doing it as a form of posturing? Yes. I think that's definitely the posturing. I think it's a lot of the posturing. I think it's a lot of the attention. I think a lot of it is jealousy and a lot of like, I think a lot of it is like that. Or wanting to be heard. I don't really understand it. Yes. Yeah. And just wanting to be heard for a second, maybe. Yeah. And totally like, um, and so, okay, so I don't, I, I and then there's the thing, I don't de- delete a lot of social media comments at all. Like, I think mm-hmm. I deleted, like, maybe five all year. Mm-hmm. So this is not, like, something I go and do, like, all the time. Um, but again, it's my social media space. Like, I post a picture that I took. I took a while to think of the comment. I wrote it out. It's, you know, my intellectual property. Sure, I don't own right. the space. I don't own the Instagram space, but I rent it that's my space you know mm-hmm. um just because i don't own you know the apartment that i used to live in doesn't mean that i don't let people treat me like shit in my apartment right. i would kick them out right. of my apartment um my pages so my photos yeah. my chat walls that's my home on the internet and i'm not gonna let people treat me like shit i'm also not gonna let people treat my other people like shit too mm. which i've had a couple of times people leave you know like nice comments or whatever and then people come and follow up and be like assholes to them um, we don't allow that. Just like, mm-hmm. um, everyone love everyone. My cousin came up with this, um, as, uh, I like it. I know. Just like, don't be drama. Like there, there are some really great places for drama in your life. Mm-hmm. Social media is and, not a great place for drama. And I feel like if everyone loved everyone, then there wouldn't be this need 
to posture on social media in order to be loved. Like it's almost like an avoidance or a validation thing to I, need the likes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, and, and yeah. How many authentic do you actually need? Wait, what? Right. Uh, well, and then on the likes that, what did you just say? Like love, everyone, love everyone. Everyone. Lo- ELE. Yeah. Everyone love everyone. Uh, <laughs> I love it. And I just feel like on that note too, why are people so stingy with likes in the first place? Like, do you feel that? Like, yeah, that's the way that you know this is true is when you post a video and you notice that there are 30,000 views, but 1,000 likes. Like, that's crazy. So you've, yeah, I'm like, wait, you viewed this and then was like, nah, it takes too long to push a heart. Like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like if everyone was more generous with their likes in general, whether or not it affects your algorithm or right, whether totally. not, just be more open hearted. Like if you watch something, yeah, open hearted, push the heart. It takes one second of your life. Totally. So I know I, at this point, I feel like a lot of people might be like, gosh, why are they think they, they're overthinking this? They're thinking so much about this stuff. But in truth, this stuff, like we started out saying, is taking over our lives. Like this is the new way we are communicating. It is affecting our identity. It's affecting our emotions. It's affecting our businesses. Like it's affecting our relationships. Like this is not a little topic anymore. It's not an extra topic. Like it is something we need to be aware of and awareness of what might be brainwashing you is a good thing to bring to the surface. (laughs) And this episode is absolutely coming out on Christmas. So if you're listening to it on Christmas, that means you have gone on a social media site and you are on the internet on Christmas. Um, so, <laughs> and we think that that's awesome because we're definitely going to listen, listen to this episode. But also, so, like, social media is weird and social media is awesome. But yeah, part of who I am authentically is someone who crazily analyzes everything she loves. Mm-hmm. So this episode is, actually, this is my love note to social media and to Instagram and like I liked my best nine I was really happy with my best nine this year I think one or two of them like were you know I I would swap out one or two of them for uh, a different one or two but like Mm -hmm. I thought that the the best nine for me were actually pretty spot on they skewed pretty recently was it mostly crafts it was almost entirely I think I think it's all well okay so it's all crafts except for our podcast logo it's all crafts except for our podcast logo um and they're all pretty recent which i thought was interesting because i haven't really gained a significant amount of followers over the last year Mm -hmm. um but my engagement has been way 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 up over uh Mm. the last year which i know is a huge factor in moving things up on the the feed if i were adding some additional pictures i'd probably put in uh one photo of my garden tomatoes i took a really great photo i went out and i i love them there's one i picked all different colored tomatoes from the garden and i arranged them in rainbow order because things in rainbow order make me so happy that i can't even like it makes me super hyper manic thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) um they're adorable i need to to print that out but that's your highlight reel and i'm like I'm like, I'm going to grow uh, tomatoes one day like Kristen. Like, it's it, the highlight reel of how much you love tomatoes, even though it's not on your top nine, makes me love tomatoes. <laughs> I know. They're amazing. Everything else, like, 
I was surprised by how well a couple of my pictures did because they're not fantastic projects, but the, I know the comments were like the, the, not the comments, whatever the post, the wording, the content was really, really good. So that made me super happy. I was really happy about that. None so I guess Thursday three made it. No, my Thursday threes don't really get a lot of, those are like one my favorite of yours. That's like my favorite content you put out because I love how you explore these little parts that would never have an image or would never have. Like, I love how you explain three things that I could almost always identify with one, like one or two or all three. But like, it's a little check in once a week and it's so real. But that's what I gravitate to. I don't know. See, like, so my Thursday threes wind up getting, like, a bunch of comments. I love the engagement because I get to talk to, like, my favorite people during the week. And, like, my favorite people check in and we have conversations and I like to chat. And, like, on this huge macro level of, like, Instagram thinking things are important, it's not. But does that mean I'm going to stop doing it? No. Right. Because it's so who I you mean, are. It's so, right. And so who I am. And uh, in the you next episode, we're going to talk it. about our goals for 2018 and one of them is project life and it's the perfect thing to put in project life every week mm -hmm. and it's and it it appeals to again that like vocation in you that loves to band together women mm -hmm. and you tag other people like and I feel like that is so her like it's so authentic and again it's it could be you know perceived as passion like oh yeah let me get all these people but it's so authentically you and that so comes across that no it isn't like you know what I mean like it's I feel like how people use hashtags and how authentically they participate in something is what distinguishes like yeah. I think that's I think that's I love your Thursday day. I love your Thursday do you want to tell people about our challenge definitely I mean we'll wrap I'm just gonna wrap up this episode saying that like I hope what came across is that you know we're, we we want to remind you because I know I need the reminding that your value is not wrapped up in things that could be wrapped up, right? Like it's Christmas and whatever you open, like it might be fun, but it's not, you know, look around you, look at the people around you and look at, you know, what the traditions you've built kind of thing. And, you know, it's not what, it's not how you're portrayed on the screen or what gets you the most likes. Like, I hope that's the message that kind of came across because your value, like we need to remember that value is inherent. Like we are born with value. The things that we appreciate and we like, the things that naturally come out of us are valuable. Absolutely. They can't like put a number on that. And like, I was thinking about the Maybelline quote that's like, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Like, it's not maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's an in Instagram algorithm. Like, that's not right. how it goes. No. It's like, you're born with it. Like, you are valuable. Right. <laughs> like, Absolutely. yeah. Just because you so posted I a photograph at three o'clock in the morning doesn't mean you're 10% less valuable than if you posted a photograph at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So hold on to that value that is inherent, like constantly remind yourself that you are valuable and it's inherent, like that word ringing in my ears, like no matter what you post, it's valuable. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So on that note, our call to action for this week's episode, it's our first real challenge. Um, so with all this newfound awareness, hopefully garnered from this episode, our first real crafty ass female challenge, if you choose to accept, is search what your hashtag 2017 best nine are 
and assess the images that appear, kind of like me and Kristen did. Kristen liked the majority of hers. I appreciated the majority of mine, but wouldn't exactly call them my best nine. Um, yeah, so like what did followers and viewers and Instagram find most appealing and valuable from your feed? And then reflect on what moments posted to your feed that you would consider your true best nine. So we want to challenge you to kind of make a collage of that, right? So we'll link to a couple of collage apps in the show notes if you don't, you know, have access to them or know what to, how to create a collage. But it's up to you. Post it on your Instagram or don't post. But if you decide to post your hashtag my 2017 true real nine, what is the hashtag we're going to use? What is the hashtag? Our hashtag yeah, is... Hashtag we'll my true 2017 best nine. My true 2017 best nine. So that'll be the hashtag of the nine that you pick that you feel, you know, is a good representation of like the things that you loved about this year. Not necessarily what followers did or Instagram says. Yeah. Tag crafty ass female too. Yeah. So fun guys. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic Christmas. Have a fantastic rest of 2017. We will catch you on January 1st. Um, If you love our show, absolutely leave us a rating in iTunes. A written review is fantastic. And please, please, please subscribe. Have a wonderful week. Make some awesome crafty things. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.